This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. If you've ever been in downtown Vancouver on Granville Street, you know, late night on a weekend, you know it can be, well, let's just say crazy. I mean, I've heard it referred to as a zombie apocalypse or a streetwide animal house. Uh, But in the midst of all of that, there's also a group of volunteers who are there every weekend to try to prevent sexual assaults from happening. But now they need help in order to continue their work. They are called Good Night Out Vancouver, and the coordinator, Stacey Forrester, had a chance to join us. Stacey, thanks so much for joining us to talk about this today. First off, can you explain to me what is Good Night Out Vancouver? Yeah, Good Night Out is a BC-based um, nonprofit society, and we do a few different programs that are aimed at improving um, women and vulnerable people's uh, safety and nightlife in Vancouver. So what does that involve? Like, what do you have to do? Yeah, so um, one of our main programs is um, a training program for bars and restaurants and music festivals. Um, we train staff around safety issues and prevention strategies for um, sexual harassment and sexual assault. We also have um, a consent education program for university campuses to teach young adults about consent culture and harm reduction. And then another program we have is our Bramble Street team, um, which is topic of conversation right now. Yeah, it really is. That's really what caught our attention here. So you've got a Granville Street team that does what? what? What's the work involved there? Yeah, so we have um, a team of um, basically outreach workers who roam the Granville Strip between midnight and 3.30 a.m. on Friday and Saturday nights. And they just kind of support people um, who may need it in the public realm. So they carry water, they carry phone chargers, uh, they help people find their friends um, or get transportation home or support them if if they're maybe too intoxicated and, and taking a nap outside or, or you know, just being over-intoxicated in public. Right. And now, can you have you done that job before? Have you ever gone down there at that time of night? I have done it. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> our team definitely, yeah, our team definitely doesn't have an easy job, and they deserve a lot of props. <laughs> What's it like when you go down there? What are some of the things that you see and have to kind of get involved with? Yeah, so it can be really chaotic. There's a lot of people. Um, There's a lot of puke. (laughs) Um, And just, yeah, a lot of noise. Um, Our team doesn't intervene on anything that's already highly aggressive or highly charged. We're looking for maybe the things that might go undetected if you weren't looking for them. So so subtle harassment or people who could potentially be vulnerable but maybe aren't. Um, we just kind of stop in and do a quick check-in with them, and they may tell us, like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just waiting for my friend here. Um, we'll hang out with them until their friend comes. Right. What kind of a difference do you think this has made, Stacy? Like, do people thank you? Do they even realize that there might have been a problem? Yeah, um, because we, um, as of June, um, have, have would have been out for almost 12 months. Um, the team is kind of an expected fixture in the strip, so... Um, people know to look for us if someone's in trouble. Um, and oftentimes on, on Sunday and Monday mornings, our Facebook will get messages 
um, from people just saying like, oh, I think you helped me last night. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm sorry if I was embarrassing, um, which is really nice. Now, that's amazing. Like when I was reading about this, I thought, wow. So you're essentially there to jump in when you, in sober, of course, unlike a lot of people at Granville at that time of night, but to jump in and say, listen, hey, hold on here. There might be a problem. Yeah, totally. Um, it's, it's a bit of a prevention kind of measure as much as it is intervention. And also in a lot of ways, it's kind of like an ambassador or a host for the GED, kind of, you know, creating a culture of checking in with each other and welcoming them and make sure everyone, you know, gets home safe. Right. And I'm guessing the police must be pretty happy to have you guys down there. Yeah, the VPD are extremely supportive of our program. We work really closely with them. Um, at times, we can be a valuable link for people to the police, but also um, I think that we free up police resources by kind of, you know, intervening with the things that we call kind of subcriminal. What does that mean? Like the light harassment or if someone kind of following someone, maybe not with the intent to make them uncomfortable, but can make them feel unsafe. The more kind of, we call it creepy light. <laughs> ah, okay, good way to put it. So this, to me, the way you describe it, Stacey, sounds incre- like incredibly valuable work, but it sounds like you're also having a bit of trouble making sure this work continues. Is there a fundraising problem? Yeah, so um, in April of last year, City Council passed a unanimous motion to pursue a permanent funding model um, for the street team, which was great to see them recognize that, that our program is effective and our program is needed. Um, but it's a collaborative funding model. So ultimately what it looks like is the city pitches in a share. Um, after that motion was passed, the downtown Vancouver BIA generously stepped up as a partner. Um, but it meant that we were um, on the hook for the other third. So we've had a year to come up with our share, which... Um, at minimum is 18000 ideally is 20000 um, and we just haven't been able to secure all of it. Um, we've got pockets of grants here and there, but um, ultimately not enough. So we hired a grant writer in April, and we decided just to pause for May before things get really busy um, to really ramp up fundraising and also wait and see if any of the grant applications pan out. Right, so that seems like a lot of work to keep this going. Is there, have you considered a different model? Like, has the city, is anybody offering to help you out with this? Um, not yet, other than small donations here and there. Um, we are confident that something will pan out, but it is it is really hard because, um, you know, what people may not know about Good Night is it's ultimately just two people and a board of directors. Um me and the other co-founder are not staff. So fundraising is a lot of work. Big organizations have a grant writer on staff, um, whereas we do all of this on top of our regular full-time jobs. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's, and it's hard to every few months uh, have to scramble to do this. Yeah, no kidding. So have you been getting, I know this story has kind of been out there for the last couple of days. What kind of response have you gotten? Yeah, uh, yeah, the media have really jumped on it, which is great. Um, we kind of have decided, due to the attention, we are going to launch a crowdfunder after the long weekend. Okay. Um, but people can still donate through our site, and I did peek at it the other day. There's been a couple of people sending us um, some small donations, which we really appreciate. And what is that website? Uh, goodnightoutvancouver.com. 
goodnightoutvancouver.com. All right, we'll see what we can do. Uh, Stacey, it sounds like you guys do some incredibly valuable work down there. So listen, best of luck. Thank you so much for the chat. That is Stacey Forrester, the coordinator with Good Night Out. Once again, their website, if you'd like to pitch in and help out, goodnightoutvancouver.com.